Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast of your favorite team in the Bay Area. And we are back with part two of looking back at Mike Greer's first season worth of trades. Uh, so if you missed the first part, we covered kind of up to the trade deadline. Now we're going to kick off with the Tebow Meyer and the rest of the trade deadline. So all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Sharks. Your Locked On Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, J.D. Young, contributor at San Jose Hockey Now. I want to thank you for making Locked on Sharks your first listen, or your second in this case. Uh, you can make sure you follow along or subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And, of course, you can watch this on YouTube as well. Uh, if you are one of the crazy people watching this as it premieres very late at night, uh, hats off to you. Um, let me know in the if you're in the watching the premiere, let me know in the chat. So, um, But if you missed part one, did kind of the Brett Burns all the way up through kind of the Matt Nieto, Jacob Magna trade. Uh, part two here, we're going to be digging into this kind of the, the trades up through the trade deadline, uh, starting with, of course, the Timo Meyer trade. Um, revisiting the trades, look at how the players kind of worked out for so far for the rest of their seasons for each branch. Um, you know, looking at the players that left San Jose, looking at the players that came into San Jose and kind of giving it a trade now that we have, uh, uh, giving it a grade now that we have a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of ability to kind of breathe, let it sit for a little bit and see how it's working out so far. So, um, before we get any further, do have to let you know that today's episode is brought to you guys by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. All right. So part two, of course, um, we have the Timo Meyer trade, and that's where we're going to start right now. So uh, watching this on slides, we have... The Timo Meyer trade is a handful, so massive, massive trade. Um, so we're going to break it all down again. The San Jose Sharks acquired forward Andreas Johnson, forward Fabian Zetterlin, defenseman uh, Nikita. I've been practicing. <laughs> Nikita Okhotiuk. There we go. Nailed it. Uh, and then defenseman Shakir Mukamadulin. 2023 first round pick a 2024 second round pick with a condition that if the devils make the Eastern conference finals in either 23 or 24, that becomes a first round pick. Um, and team in this year, team of to play like 65% of the game, something like that. I don't know. Anyway, and then a 2024 seventh round pick the devils acquired, of course, forward, Timo Meyer, defenseman Scott Harrington, goalie Zachary Imond, defenseman Santeri Hadaka, forward teamer uh, Agra Bimov, and a 2024 fifth round pick that was used to be Colorado's. If I uh, recall correctly, that is the Andrew Cogliano pick that they got. Uh, so let us start with the double side of what uh, everybody has been up to for them. So uh, Timo Meyer for the Devils has 
played 21 games, uh, had nine goals, five assists, 14 points, 17.47 time on ice. Interesting to see he was basically at 20 minutes time on ice uh, average uh, for the Sharks and, you know, down almost uh, two over two minutes. Again, when you have a much more talented team, the, the Devils do. You don't need to ask him to do as much. So uh, a little quiet so far in the playoffs, uh, but, you know, has looks like to be a, a piece for them going forward, uh, especially with the, that young, young group that they have. Timo Meyer fits their timeline right now. So um, <clears throat> that's, you know. He's been he's been playing pretty well for them so far. Not not the pace that we saw that he's playing with San Jose, but again, they have more talent uh, around them, so you're not going to kind of see the the monstrous numbers. I think, uh, especially when you're not playing as much as as he was in San Jose. Scott Harrington was quickly put on waivers, claimed by the Ducks, which I still think is hilarious. Um, he played 17 games for the Ducks, had three goals, uh, assists, and four points uh, during that time. Uh, three goals for Scott Harrington. Uh, 18 20 time on ice was only playing 15 18 with the Sharks. So, um, feels like a pretty solid pickup for the Ducks. Uh, we'll see if they re sign him. But Scott Harrington, I think, earned himself a contract this year with the way he played for uh, the Sharks and then for the Ducks this year. So, if he gets re signed by the Ducks or whatever he does, I think he earned himself a contract uh, going forward. So, Zachary Iman and Santari Hadika, uh both played zero games for the Comets. Uh, Zachary Iman only played four games all season in the ECHL with the Wichita Thunder, the Sharks um, affiliate. Santari Hadika only played eight games for the CUDA before dealing with an injury. Um, so we'll just see if those guys kind of just fit in the Devils pipeline right now. Uh, I still like Hadika. I still think there could be something there. But yeah, tough uh, losing him to an injury all season. Timor uh, Ibergamiva, I always screw up his name. Timor played 15 games with the comments, had three goals, three assists, 32 points. Uh, and then, sorry, three goals, uh, three assists for six points in his games. For the Sharks, he played in the ECHL all season, had 32 points in 53 ECHL games. So that's the devil's uh, side to it. So let's, of course, look at the Sharks side and what they got in return. Uh, Andreas Johnson played 11 games for the Sharks, zero goals, three assists, 17 shots, uh, 15.03 average time on ice. Corsi for 51.97, which was a little surprising to see that. Um, mostly played with like Logan Couture in the kind of that second line. And then goals for 33.33. Um, blocked a shot and hurt his foot. Um, I'm assuming he probably broke something or hurt himself pretty bad. Um, kind of and missed the end of the season. Um, I don't know if he'll be back. Uh, he definitely won't be back making $3.4 million. He's at UFA for the Sharks. So I think this was more of just a contract dump, trying to make the salaries match for the Devils uh, going forward. So we shall see. Um Fabian Zetterland, though, was, is a piece that's expected to be with the Sharks. So in 22 games, he had zero goals, three assists, 37 shots on goal, averaged 1354 uh, time on ice, Corsi 4, 44.39, and goals for 30.43. Um, his fancy stats, not super impressive, uh, to be honest. So 
He averaged second line minutes between the Sharks and the Devils. Um, eighth percentile player, 15th percentile offense, 13th percentile defense. Uh, was solid on the power play and kind of a limited role there. But I know he's only 23, but this is not looking super solid if this is kind of be, you know, Mukmadulan and the picks right now are kind of the, the headline of it. But Zedlin was supposed to be a piece that you could maybe kind of add on. And Devils fans raved about Zedlin. I don't see it so far. So, yeah, uh, not that. Well, plenty of time, maybe a new offseason, um, new system, all that fun stuff. But a little, little worrisome so far. Um, Shakir Mukamadulan, though, was kind of the centerpiece, like I said, uh, with the picks. Um, he played after finish up in the KHL. He played 12 games with the Barracuda, had a goal, nine assists, and 13 shots on goal. Um, really came on strong down the end in the end uh, with the, the Barracuda. Um, little shaky at first, it's be expected. Um, you know, coming over to Russia, be kind of thrown in the fire with, with the Barracuda. Um, but you can see it. You can see that those kind of glimpses of it. So I would not expect Mukum Dulan to be playing much NHL games next year. I would I would let him sit, let him play, let him in, in the AHL with the Barracuda next year, really kind of figure out his game. And then at the end of the season, you can bring him up as a reward or type of situation, get him, get that taste of it. That way he's going to the next, into the, 24 25 season no kind of that that offseason between year 24 2024 kind of knows what he needs to do for the nhl so um but you have to be feeling a lot better about mukamadula now than you did uh, you know when this trade went down in february so um looking mukamadula looking pretty promising and then nikita akhatiak um was injured when he came over. Zero games, zero goals, zero assists, zero shots on goal, et cetera, et cetera. Um, in the 20 games for the Comets this year, he did have uh, two goals and four assists. Also did get some NHL time as well. So we'll see uh, where he kind of fits with the Sharks' revamped blue line kind of prospects. Um, I expect him to probably start with the Barracuda next season, um, you know, especially because there's kind of a log jam with, with uh, the Sharks blue line right now. So I'd expect him to kind of start with a Barracuda kind of work his way back up um, type of thing. But I mean, Sharks are, they got some Russians on the pipeline and, and the, on the blue line now between Muk um, Madulin, uh, Kanizev, Kanizov, uh, Akhatiak. Uh, so, you know, you, you got two pairs right there with the uh, Russians. So, um, yeah. Right now, I think we'll see how the first round picks work. I mean, it's probably going to be we're kind of I'm penciling kind of pick twenty eight right now for for the the this year, and then kind of see what happens uh, with the with that other pick if it's either the second round or the first round, but. Uh, right now, Mukuma Dillon is the only one that you're kind of feeling really good about at the moment. So I'm going to kind of give this, I'll go C plus B minus range. You can kind of, whichever one you want to pick right now. But that's my grade uh, for the Meyer trade right now. We'll see 
after the draft, how we're kind of feeling about that. If, you know, they get a Perron or a Gabe Parole or something like that, then you're probably going to feel a lot better about this trade going forward. But right now it's just a pick and we don't know what it is. So going to go with a C plus B minus at the moment. So um, before we continue um, and talking about kind of the rest of the deadline trades, uh, we got to talk about Henry Thrun. Uh, we got to talk about Jacob Peterson, a bunch of uh, stuff to still continue to discuss. Uh, let's take a quick break. Talk to you guys about our friends over at FanDuel. Um, you know, right now, baseball's back, baby. Uh, Grand slams, no hitters, double plays are back, and there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Place your first bet and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Um, Aaron Judge, Betting on Aaron Judge to hit home run always kind of feels like a fun thing to do because watching Aaron Judge hit home runs is a fun thing to do. So uh, if you like to watch Aaron Judge hit home runs and make some money on it, I would do that. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. FanDuel, an official partner of Major League Baseball. All right, before we finish up, I need to get some water here. Or tea, uh, which I'm now out of. So let's hang on for the rest of this and talk about one Henry Thrun. So Thrun, the Sharks acquired his uh, signing rights from the Ducks for a 2024 third round pick. Um, and then, of course, uh, signed him right after his season was done with Harvard. We'll see what the, the third round pick ter- turns into. But uh, for the Ducks, I think, though, you have to be feeling really good about what the Sharks got. So Thrun played eight games, had zero goals, did have two assists. Uh, seven shots on goal, played 1952. Uh, when David Quinn said he's going to play him, he was not lying. He, he stuck to that. Of course, he 440, goals for 43.75. Um, Thrun just looked like an NHL defenseman and going from playing collegiate hockey to jumping in right in the into an NHL role. Um, he looks good, man. I, I'm you know, he didn't play enough to qual- to see his fancy stats yet with only the eight games, but. Um, you got to feel like the Sharks are going to have won this trade looking back. Um, he's, he's just looks like an NHL defenseman. Um, and who knows what that third round pick turns out to be, but I would take the swing on Henry Thrun. I'm giving the Sharks an A, like we got an A on this trade. Um, you have Thrun who's going to be one more year on his ELC uh, next year, and then you'll have to figure out a, a contract, but he's still going to be an RFA. You're going to own his rights for the next few years. Um, if you get an NHL caliber defenseman for a third round pick, a young NHL caliber defenseman for a third round pick, um, you're going to take that every day and twice on Sunday. So A plus, A, a plus yeah. I know it's only eight games, but playing defense is that's playing forward is easier than playing defense and goalies the hardest to kind of step into. But uh, I just think there's a lot, a lot that you have to learn on defense and run looked every bit the part of it. So next the Mikey AC trade. So I know this is two separate trades, but it is best to kind of put them all together uh, because it makes the most amount of sense. So Mikey AC of course, the Sharks 
picked him up off waivers from the uh, Winnipeg Jets, um, kind of mid-season. And if I do say so myself, a tidy bit of business for the Sharks. It was kind of the slow burn, but they made it work. Um, so we're just going to kind of treat it as a three-way trade, even though it took a couple days to kind of work itself out. But um, the Sharks traded Mikey Acemont, uh to the Tampa Bay Lightning. In uh, return, they got Vladislav Namestnikov. I knew I'd get it, guys. Practiced. Um, so, and then the Sharks then turn around and flip Nemestikov to the uh, Jets for a 2025 fourth round pick from Winnipeg. So, see how these guys. So, Mike Eastmont in 15 games with the Lightning had a goal and assist uh, so far with him. 11 uh, 25 time on ice. He's playing almost 15 minutes with the Sharks and was way more productive. Granted, he was playing second line minutes a lot with guys like Logan Couture. That Couture, AC Mont, um, Barabanov line was cooking. And fun fact AC Mont leads the Sharks uh, this season with Corsi for 58.55%. Um, good for you, Mikey AC Mont. So, um, and then Vladislav Namestik. Oh, I see, I got too cocky about Namestik. Namestikov, sorry. Vladislav Namestikov. 20 games with the Jets. He played two uh, in the regular season. He had two goals, eight assists, 1453 time on ice. So basically, Mike Greer um, made the Jets pay for their putting AC Mont on waivers and got a fourth round pick out of it. So um, yeah, I, I I think that's 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 really really good bit of business. I must give it a B. You turn Mikey AC Mont. Um, into uh, a valuable asset that became a, a that you found for free um, and became a twenty a pick in the fourth round for the twenty twenty five season that Amos could do something else later with. So um, before we finish up, we got to talk about Nick Benino and Scott Reedy. Uh, do need to take another break right now uh, and talk to you guys about our friends over at Athletic Greens. Today's episode is brought to you guys by AG1 by Athletic Greens. Keeping up with proper nutrition is really hard. You're busy, you're stuck at your desk, you're eating whatever you can just to get through the day. But what if you could start your day with the ultimate daily nutritional insurance? With a single scoop of AG1 and a glass of water, you can do just that and absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food source superfoods, uh, probiotics, and aptogens to help start your day right. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and end up with a complicated supplement routine to recover. It costs him $100 a day, which just isn't sustainable. He created Athletic Greens with the experience uh, and how difficult it is to create an optimal nutritional routine on your own, all for just $3 a day. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens will give you a free one-year supply of your immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. <clears throat> the Nick Bonino trade, which was also very convoluted. Uh, so 
The Sharks acquired defenseman uh, Arvid Henriksen from Montreal, a 2023 third-round pick from Pittsburgh, and a 2024 f- uh, fifth-round pick from Pittsburgh. The Penguins acquired Nick Benino, and then the Canadians acquired defenseman Tony Sun from the Sharks, and a 2024 fifth-round pick from San Jose. Canadians also retained 50% or $1.025 million of Benino's deal. So got the Benino deal off the Sharks' books. Uh, Canadians ate half of the deal. Nick Benino played a whopping three games uh, for the Penguins and had zero points and got hurt. And, of course, the Penguins missed uh, the playoffs. So for the Canadians, um, Tony Sun's never come leaving Europe, so this was just a moving contracts uh type of situation and then for the sharks so they probably so they're most likely uh going to have moved back um uh in the for the fifth round pick um from their original pick to the fifth and then oh sorry i should say a seventh round pick i don't know why it says third a seventh round pick my bad sharks got a seventh round pick not a third round pick uh from this year so um yeah uh, this was mostly just doing Nick Benito a solid uh, and getting him to a place that he wanted to go. And, you know, uh, Arvik Henderson did play one game for the Barracuda. Um, zero goals, zero assists, zero shots on goal. Uh, we shall see with him. Um, you know, he's kind of an older older guy at this point, but we'll see with him. Not, who knows? I think it's going to, again, we, we see the, revamp sharks blue line i think it's uh, sharks and barracuda blue line i think it's going to be hard to crack that right now so uh maybe go play in the echl or something so um finally the scott reedy trade so the sharks acquired for jacob oh sorry um give that the nick benito one a c so again you were mostly doing nick benito a solid uh get him out of there let him go try to play for contender and the penguins didn't make the playoffs because uh yeah they losing to columbus hilarious or was it chicago anyway either way doesn't matter they didn't make the playoffs all right the scott reedy trade um sharks acquired forward jacob peterson uh and the stars uh got forward scott reedy reedy uh played 18 games for the texas stars had six goals four assists so really kind of found his game um for you know struggled again kind of like jasper weatherby where maybe new system you know struggled especially with the barracuda team that was way more talented couldn't really find his footing with the with the cuda um got moved to the stars and you know really kind of found his found his game there but um Jacob Peterson looks like he might be a little something for the Sharks. So 11 games this year, had uh, two goals, six assists, 64 shots on goal, played 17.54 time on ice, was kind of paired with with Hurdle down the stretch run. Um, Corsi 4, 47.18, goals 4, 33.33%. You know, he's, I think, just again, another one of these, pieces that might be something that he might be what we were hoping Fabian Zetterlin was going to be for, for the sharks and in that trade. But um, I really liked his game. You know, it didn't play enough on the evolving hockey to, to kind of show his stat and kind of qualify for his stats there. But um, you know, had a really nice season, a rookie season for the stars, but kind of fell out of the favor for them. Um, 
now looks like he might have found a home for the Sharks going forward and might be, I don't want to say Barabanov, might be Barabanov light though, just a guy who, you know, you kind of grabbed off the scrap heat and made it into something. So um, he is a, um, sorry, excuse me. He is a uh, RFA um, this off season. Um, so they will have to kind of give him a new contract, but um, you know, as he finishes up his ELC, but you know, he's probably not going to cost too, too much. Uh, um, you know, his arbitration was his arbitration. So, um, you know, he's probably going to be pretty close to vet men type of situation, but you're going to, you know, just another player that might look like he might turn into something for the sharks going forward. And you know, me more Swedes, the better. So, um, I give that one an A. I know losing Scott Reedy sucks, but, um, Jacob Peterson just might be a better fit for the Sharks right now. So, and going forward. But, um, so again, to recap um, all the trades. So, t- the Timo Meyer one, C plus B minus. Um, the Thrun one, I, you got to give an A. AC Mott B, Nick Benino C, Scott Reedy A. So, I think overall, my grid did pretty solid. Um, down the stretch run here for the Sharks, um, you know, at the trade deadline. Still would have loved to see kind of, uh, um, you know, a little bit more from the Timo Meyer trade, but we'll see what happens with those picks. Um, but, you know, getting a, a higher quality prospect, but Luke Madillon looks like he, you know, again, I think we're giving some time. We might be talking about Luke Madulin, you know, might might be looking like something for the for the Barracuda next year and for the Sharks and beyond. So we'll give him a little bit of time there. But as of right now, you're still still feeling like you, you let Timo Meyer, who's really, really good, uh, get away for not enough. So um that's gonna be it. Every day is we'll be back tomorrow. Uh so Patrick Bexel joins. We we discuss one Otto Stenberg, uh Swedish forward. So Right in that kind of Devils, Sharks, uh, end of the first, beginning of the second round pick. So really fun time talking with him. We talked some Leo Carlson as well because, uh, again, more Swedes the better. Um, so make sure you guys are following the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, at Locked on Sharks. You can follow me on Twitter at my MyFryHole. Again, follow or subscribe wherever you get podcasts, and you can watch this bad boy on YouTube as well. Until tomorrow, bye, friends.